it's June 5th, 2020, and I'm really sick of Mountain Dew Code Red. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Jackie's Chow, a Dota 2 podcast in which we talk about food on a podcast. Nick, uh, how are you doing? I don't care. You know what? I don't it's either. Time. It is time for our Gold for Meat Gold for meat. This is a journey into money. Loads of money. I love the gold for meat bumper. I really do. This gold for meat segment is a Taco Bell quiz sponsored by listener Greg Sure. Greg, sponsored. thank you for your support. Yes. Um, I may be getting some battle pass levels to help me get that win range. <laughs> Excellent. This is a step in the right direction. I've done my part, but there's no there's no way in which uh, we will not somehow have six getting the Wind Ranger Arcana. Now, uh, the the official policy here mm-hmm. is we don't accept direct money. I mean, if you want to go back to Patreon, you can do that. You know, Patreon has this kind of media. But like, you can't just buy an ad on this show. But if you f- want to I bend mean, the can. segment to your will, you can for battle pass levels. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, Nick, we have a 12-question quiz divided into four categories. Three questions per category. That's a lot of categories. It is. Uh, Now, has Greg Greg given us anything to to sponsor for him? Or do we get to choose? Well, um, it was just generally, uh, generally he said he wanted to sponsor the next Taco Bell quiz, was was his his line. This is a Greg-based segment, so we're going to have various Greg insertions that, you know... Listeners at home, count how many you know you find, and and you mail it into three one four, Bottle Crow Boulevard, BCB, Los Police, California. I'm really gonna have to figure out two two in, at five like, in the future. In the future, six future six editor six mm-hmm. right now is like how the fuck do I make a recurring Greg gag in editing? <laughs> I'll figure it out. The Greg it's gag. what I do, you know. Um. But here we go, Nick, mm-hmm. because, uh, okay, so you can pick categories one through four. You don't know what the categories are I until don't. you pick them for the first time. Oh, So okay. one, two, three, or four, pick your category, and then you'll pick a question within that category. Uh, greater than two and less than four. Uh, category three is came and went. This is about items that have come and gone from the Taco Bell menu. I thought no you meant like carried. the Caymans at first, but I, I understand. Mm, mm. Okay. Cayman went. All right. Do you want question one, two, or three from Cayman went? Three. Okay. Question three. Uh, one of these items was a short-lived Taco Bell menu item. The other three are six made fakes. Find the real one. Is it A, seafood salad? B, volcano chicken burrito? C, big beef burrito? Or D, <laughs> Fried chicken taco. <laughs> Only one of these is real. God damn it. You're so good at being Taco Bell. Uh, I thought like the volcano chicken sounds so... It sounds like the Taco Bell level of ridiculous. But that was, I guess, what was A again? Uh, the seafood salad. It, it doesn't sound right. But it is so far out there. I don't know. It could be Taco Bell. I think A is my least likely, but with it's like 21% instead of an even mm-hmm. split of 25%. I see. 
Like the big beef burrito is absolutely something that I could picture being on a Taco Bell menu item. Mm-hmm. And then the fried chicken. You know what? It's not fried chicken taco because they call that something else. They call the fried... naked chicken chalupa. Well done. <laughs> nice. Well done. I, you have nice. discounted D. Wow. You're programming me. Perfect. Okay. Seafood salad. Volcano chicken. Or big beef. I'm going to say big beef burrito. It's the seafood salad. Well, I knew it. I knew it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's the most far out there. But on the other, oh. uh-huh. so uh-huh. so, elucidate the details of the seafood salad of Taco Bell. I mean, it had you know imitation crab mm-hmm. and real crab and mm-hmm. I think shrimp, and it was very short lived because it was disgusting. <laughs> but like, what is it like that in mayonnaise? Let me look it up again. Because like we were uh, we were playing just yesterday with our Canadian friend, and he was talking about how he just had some chicken and mayonnaise, and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, it is <laughs> a like, crispy oh, taco salad shell filled with shrimp, snow crab, green onions, lettuce, tomato, shredded cheese, and black olives. That actually doesn't sound too terrible. No, I mean, the seafood quality would be abysmal. Yes, uh, yes, I was. Yeah, I was gonna pull my punches, but uh. It would yeah. be latex crab. Yes. I yes, know. absolutely. Honestly, like I prefer fake crab to bad real to not good real crab. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like fake crab yeah, is I just some that. very fibrous fish type thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah. And like real crab, if it sits for a while, it gets nasty. But the like fake crab is just you know injected with all sorts of preservatives. I'm sure. All right, Nick. You have categories one, two. Four. Came and went and four. Uh, four? Four. Uh, question four. number one. Question number one from category four. Category four is the wild card category. It is oh. the Pringles category. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, so all three of our questions here will be about Pringles. Question one. What do Pringles factory workers refer to uncooked Pringles as? A. Ringles. B. Potato cakes. C. Chiplets. Or D, Dovals. I love uh, I love the sound of Dovals. 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 God. Maybe it's like oval, but dough. But dough. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I get it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, what was it? Chiplets? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chiplets. Final answer. You, sh- you should have gone with your instincts. It's Dovals. Oh, Dovals? Dovals. They call them Dovals. That... Okay, okay, you win this time, Pringles. And uh, Pringles, uh, related to Taco Bell, also owned by Yum Food Brands, or uh, just Wild? Uh, no, Wild? just while while uh, host emeritus Emily was here, mm-hmm. uh, she ref- she offered me a horrifying fact about Pringles, <laughs> and I was so I, I fell down a I fell down a, a rabbit hole. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Um, I hear those are usually small, but yeah, well, yeah. you know. Oh, well. Sometimes they're very deep. It's a very deep um, rabbit hole. Okay. okay, category one, category gonna, two, came I'm and went. Go and back to Pringles. to uh, to wild card question two, Alex. Okay, Pringle wild card category two. What is the mold that uncooked Pringles are put into called? Is it a a press, b a saddle, c a forge, or d is this a trick question and it doesn't have a special name? <laughs> Um, 
I love the, I mean, a press is obviously like if I thought, I figured like when it bakes, it might like have enough rising strength on its own because it's so thin that it would just make the shape. But I guess that doesn't make sense because they're so uniform. I love mm-hmm. the idea of a Pringle Forge, mm-hmm. but it, I think it, oh, wait, maybe it's not a trick. I'm going to go with Pringle Forge. It's a Pringle Saddle. Ah, it makes sense. They look kind of like saddles. And here's the thing, Nick. Mm -hmm. You made a bad assumption. Pringles are fried. Oh, yeah. Because they make baked Pringles. Those are a different thing. Wait, they make baked? I thought baked. I thought Mm -hmm. only Lay's did baked. Mm, Maybe you're right. Well, regardless, Pringles are definitely fried. Pringles are definitely fried. I know that for sure. I feel like they make baked pringles but i could be i could be mistaken there's something very strange about baked chips that i find really addicting when eating them they have a, they have an interesting uncanny valley yeah it's like just as crispy it's just a a very strange like potato meal or quote unquote potato meal they use to make them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh did you know that they're legally not allowed to call them chips i did not know what is what is the legal definition of chip? <laughs> uh, well, not whatever they did. Um, they hmm. they call them crisps. Um, I believe there was a point where they were talking with the uh, the you know the 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 food at the FDA, and the FDA was like, "You can't call them chips. You can call them rehydrated chip like." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> this sounds terrible." I think not, my friend. We'll just hmm. call them crisps. It's fine. Crisps. It, we were uh, talking to our British friend. We're very multinational recently. We're a global, a global brand. Uh, and crisps is the like UK name for chips, right? Like mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. crisps on the side. Okay. It's, yes. like, it's a yes. natural fit. Indeed. So you have one question left in our wild card category. You have two left in came and went. And then you have uh, categories one and two remain untouched. Let's... Uh, Let's save the wild card. Let's go for category one, question three. Nick, I'm going to need you to hit a button on your soundboard. Secret menu. <laughs> That's it. right. It's the secret <laughs> secret menu category. <laughs> What did she say? The words "secret" and "menu" together. Uh, she said them separately, and I, uh, I you know, audio. I magic. could see her. You know, man, I really yeah, no, wish. I was didn't hoping. I email I Emma hoping. live on the podcast one time. You did. I did. I need to. Uh, maybe she has a LinkedIn. You know, I've actually been like becoming uh, LinkedIn connected with some of the people from We Like Dota for some reason. Mm-hmm. We're all just LinkedIn connected now. It's great. So, secret menu category question three. Which of these regular menu items got its start as a secret menu item? Oh. Is it A, the cheesy gordita crunch, B, the quesarito, C, the nacho cheese chalupa, or God. D, the cheesy fiesta potatoes? All of these are just things that. You could easily these are all say, real items. Some these are all real them. items. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had the cheesy fiesta potatoes, I believe, right, as part of my mm-hmm. recommended meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just potatoes with cheese on them, and also sometimes exactly. sour cream. But like all of these things could have just been regular things, and then you like ask the the person behind the counter to put cheese on them, not your cheese mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like if you had a potato dish, you would definitely just load it to begin with anyways. Unless the potatoes were part of something else and you could ask for them as a side, as a secret menu. I'm just, I'm going to I'm going to mix the potatoes. There is there they do make a spicy potato taco. Damn it. Thank you. Thank you for the added information. I just, you know, I want to give you all the information. Thank you. Always stay informed. Uh, and the cheesy gordita crunch, I feel like, is a fried item with cheese on the inside. So perhaps, like, it would be harder to augment a regular item to be that way. Maybe. Uh, so the cheesy gordita crunch is like a hard taco. And then mm-hmm. there's, like, the cheese layer in between it and another uh, tortilla. Tortilla, yeah. Oh, but then the whole thing isn't. That would be a great secret menu item, too. What were B and C again? <laughs> they uh, all B was together. the quesarito, right, and the C quesarito. was the nacho cheese chalupa. I'm going to go with the nacho cheese chalupa, actually. I'm sorry, Nick. It's the cheesy gordita uh, crunch. The cheesy gordita. Hey, can I just get one of the, the, taco, the hard, hard tacos? Okay. Then put some cheese in a mm-hmm. soft taco and wrap it around the hard taco. I'm someone who is inebriated at Taco Bell at 2 a.m. I assume the way a lot of secret menu items got started was that mm-hmm. like someone who was friends with an employee was like, hey, make me something weird. <laughs> and they started recommending it to their friends. Uh, the quesarito, by the way, was a trick mm-hmm. answer because the quesarito was for a long time a like a regional like test market item. And was added to, well, sort of unofficially added to the secret menu because people other places outside the test market would ask for it. It's just like a burrito of a cheese burrito, right? Yeah, it's just like a burrito with like cheese around it. Yeah. <laughs> all, all Taco Bell items are so insane in that it's just like the fundamentals of what you think of as vaguely Mexican rap inspired cuisine. Mm-hmm. And then just go buck wild. So you have two categories left in a secret menu. You have our second category. You have two questions left in came and went and one left in wild card Pringles. I'm going to try my like uh, came and went uh, one. Came and went one. Taco Bell fans of yore might fondly recall the Enchirito, a combination enchilada burrito smothered in sauce and with what topping? Is it A, a dollop of sour cream, B, green onions, C, a drizzle of nacho cheese, or D, exactly three black olive slices? <laughs> so, uh, can you can you give me some more information? What the hell is an enchilada, though? Like, how do you how do you combine an enchilada and a burrito? You just take a burrito and you pour red sauce over it and make people <laughs> eat it with a fork. Okay, so it's an enchilada. It's basically an enchilada. I mean, like enchiladas okay. kind of have like specific filling, but it's they do. It's okay. not. It's not. It's an enchirito. I already of, of said. Of course. <laughs> I already said. God. Um. So you you've got sauce. You've got a wheat tortilla. You've got some shit inside. You could. I think. I think not green onion. I feel. Uh, I feel okay. like green onion is a very foody garnish in that situation. Sure, sure, I can see that. Um, so I feel like you could absolutely do sour cream. I feel like if you're going to have cheese here, 
it would be inside the Enchirito. Mm, mm. So it's not I, that, the nacho cheese you're like. so No. So I'm going to say that there's sour cream or three black olive slices. Exactly three such black olive slices. It's such exactly three. Not 3.14159265358979323262643 3, I mean, if you put two, if you put two black olives on, you get fired. That's true. I mean, as you should. Yes. It's such a bait answer. It is such a bait. God. God. I'm so good at my job. <laughs> you really are. Your job is Taco Bell marketing manager. Can I endorse you on LinkedIn for Taco Bell? Is that one of the skills that we can... Okay. Probably. Probably. I feel like you got sauce and stuff. I would definitely eat that dish with sour cream. Mm-hmm. But it would... The sauce has got to have some sort of emulsified fat type thing in it anyways. Just so the sauce is rich and tastes good and stuff. I'm going to say exactly three black olive slices. Nick, you got your first question right. Oh, I took the bait and it paid off. Uh, I will note, Ooh. you said that obviously the cheese is on the inside. You're incorrect. Mm-hmm. There's shredded cheese on top. But it's shredded cheese, not nacho okay. cheese. So, Of course. <laughs> what about the zesty pepper jack sauce? <laughs> Never forget it. Never, Never forget it. Zesty. I was, I've, I've really been meaning to, before the next podcast, now like five times now, go to Taco Bell and try the triple lupa. And I was going to today on my very regular trips to home depot Mm -hmm. but uh it was so hot i honestly could not imagine it's been like 90 degrees the past few days here and very muggy so i could Mm -hmm. not possibly imagine like ingesting three what is it three uh three 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 small chalupas connected by a perforation to individual sauces yes some sort of very fried hot food i could not do so instead i had a a sandwich Mm -hmm. a submarine all right, you got two questions left in secret menu. You got the second category. You've got one left in Cayman Wint, one left in Wildcard Pringles. Let's knock out Cayman Wint, Alex. Okay, Cayman Wint. Question two: What holiday was the Black Jack Taco released to celebrate? Is it A. Taco Bell's birthday, B. Halloween, C. Cinco de Mayo, or D. St. Patrick's Day? Can you tell me what the hell a blackjack taco is? <sighs> Judges? Can you use it in a sentence? Okay. A blackjack taco is a taco mm-hmm. with, uh, let's see, like a uh, sort of like a, a taco sauce, sort of like a, like a sort of slightly spicy sauce, okay. ground beef, shredded lettuce, cheese, and a black hard shell. Maybe you gave too much away, but I'm going to say Halloween. Yes, indeed. I, that's oh. why I was on the fence. I was like, yeah. the black really gives it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black, mm-hmm. but what? I feel like, okay, so uh, imagine you are now working at Taco Bell headquarters, of course, as you do already, as we know. Right, right. What would you call the festival taco for Halloween? Um, I mean, it would be tempting to do something like, like something, okay, Depending on I I here's the real problem is I don't have a peek at the logistics mm-hmm. of these sorts of things. I would love to do like a chalupa with like holes punched in the side to make it look like a jack o' lantern and called uh, call it like a a taco lantern or something. Taco lupa, Ta- lantern, 
not Jack Jackalupa. There we Jack-a- go. Jack-a-lupa. Jackalupa. There we go. Uh, fun fact about the blackjack taco. Um, it had the uh, ability. It, it, it premiered in two thousand nine. <laughs> never came back, and it had the ability to turn an individual's um, output green. <laughs> I love the idea that a taco has an ability. That's great. What other abilities does the taco have? What's the taco? What's the blackjack taco's ultimate? As you sit in the uh, Taco Bell headquarters here. Well, the blackjack taco's ultimate, obvious. I mean, I think that the poop would have to be the ultimate. Honestly, that's true. That's true. I mean, you have to have the Baja sauce on a queue. Of course, um, the Baja sauce. I think the lettuce has to be your E. It's a passive. Every time you hit someone, you get more lettuce. Of course, you get stacks of lettuce, bags of lettuce. Mm-hmm. And then a W is like you have a you have um you get charges of basically like your paper wrapper, mm-hmm. and you can like throw it off. And when you do, it's a hard to spell kind of like um like Slark's uh, Dark Pact. Oh, very nice, very nice, very so cool. Like like a wrapped up taco, you are very hard to pin down. <laughs> That's true. Hard taco is notoriously slippery when I uh, <laughs> I'm wrestling with them. Boy, um, so I have you one have finished. Right. I have yeah, one you have f- finished. <laughs> you have finished category three. Oof. You have one right. You have not touched category two. You have two left in category one. You have one or no? Yeah, one left in category four. Uh, let's go back to category one. Question two. Okay, secret menu. Question two. What is special about a double grilled quesadilla? This is an essay question. Oh my god! It's just fill in the blank. Just answer. Just it, answer. would you say it's a? Uh, sorry, what was the question again? I've already forgotten. What is special about a double grilled quesadilla? This is a secret menu item. A double grilled quesadilla? Would you say double grilled? But uh, gre- you know, I think a double grilled quesadilla it's time would include for our pizza first and Greg eggs. break. Greg break. Here comes the- Greg break. Greg Break. Greg Break. Uh, there we go. My soundboard skills are rusty. Uh, welcome to the Greg break in which we, uh, we take a break and we talk about the Gregs of We the stall world. because Nick has no idea. Uh, Greg, Greg, I'm going to search Gregs of our lives, <laughs> just like the, uh, soap opera. Uh, Greg Vaughn, Vaughan, uh, James Gregory Vaughn Jr. is an American actor and former fashion model known for his roles in the soap operas, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives. Vaughn also wow. starred as Dan Gordon on the second season of Supernatural series Charmed. In 2016, Vaughn began starring in the Oprah Winfrey Network Oprah Winfrey Network drama series Queen Sugar as a Detective Calvin. He's wow. uh, 46 years old this year. Well, uh, ha- happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday to Greg Vaughn. Uh, for role-playing games writer, see Greg A. Vaughn, which will be part of our next Greg break. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, where shall I type this essay, Six? Just give me an answer. Just speak it. What is special about a double grilled quesadilla, Nick? So the first grilling of a quesadilla, I think, uh, obviously achieves... I think the primary goal is to melt the cheese. After you have melted the cheese of a quesadilla, it then you're presented with the opportunity to wrap it up and uh, watch 
some person eat it like a madman, just taking the entire thing out and folding it up and taking a bite out of it or whatever the hell Alan did when we uh, had our first Taco Bell experience. Yeah, it's like a horse with a feed bag. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Um, and then the uh, if you choose to take the path less traveled, you may then fold it no, um, you. I don't know. You get more grill marks. I'm. I'm at a loss. What the hell do you? Judges? Why would you grill a quesadilla again? Judges. Uh, so you were reaching beyond the scope of the question. Literally, mm-hmm. we were just trying to get you to figure out if you knew what it meant, which is that you just grilled it for twice as long. Um, what? what? But we're gonna give you credit. Um, the baffled. reason people do this. The re- reason people do this mm-hmm. is to change the texture to make the tortilla extra crunchy. Um. Okay. Okay. I mean, it sounds good. It's, you know, a crunch. It's like, what if you had a, I don't know. It's becoming like a nacho. Because If like, you'd managed to, yeah, if you'd managed to yeah. guess that it was for textural purposes, I would have given you extra points, as is you mm-hmm. just get the one point. You've gotten two points so far. Two points. I'm doing pretty good as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Um, that was the last uh, question in no, Secret you, Menu, right? No, it wasn't. No, oh, you've only wasn't? done two in Secret Menu. Uh, I I feel like I just I'm I want to save two for some reason. Let's go back to the secret menu. Okay. Uh, secret menu question number one: Which of these is not a widely recognized Taco Bell secret menu item? Is it A. The Hulk, B. The Iron Man, C. The Incredible Hulk, God. or D. The Superman? Three of these are real. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, Obviously, after you've picked, I will explain what they are. Thank goodness. My mind is reeling. Um, wow. I mean, I know you just edited the pause to be a full ten minutes of silence, but... Um, the Incredible Hulk is such a bait, but once again, I'm going to have to take the bait. I'm going to say The Incredible Hulk is not real. I'm afraid The Incredible Hulk is real, Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the false one was The Iron Man. The Really? The Iron Man is not real. The Hulk is a bean burrito at guacamole. Uh-huh. Oh, the Incredible okay. Hulk is a five-layer burrito sub-guac for the nacho cheese. Why is it? Why is it a Hulk, then? Because it's the the Hulk just means guac, basically. But if you sub the guac for cheese, no, you're subbing. You're sorry, I I, I said that confusingly. Basically, you are placing nacho cheese with guacamole. Oh, oh God. Okay. Um, and then the Superman is a double beef burrito loaded with sour cream, guacamole, tortilla strips, and potatoes. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would eat that. It sounds like after a, uh, a hard day of uh, home improvements of New Earth. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is something I will have to try. But I can also picture me walking up to the counter and... Uh, Saying, uh, hey, can I, uh, can I get the Superman? And whoever poor soul is, uh, staffing the, uh, the counter is just gonna look at me 
what? with uh, a series of disgust and confusion. Alex. Yeah. Hmm. Kid, this ain't Universal Studios. Piss <laughs> off. Uh, wow. I mean, it okay. sounds good. Good. I'm sure it would taste I fine. Guess. It just is so much it's food. A lot of ground beef, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then with, but that is like a heavy. Okay, yeah. now, now, uh, hear me out. Uh, we mm-hmm. were talking about being a global brand. What if I I order a Superman, right? And so mm-hmm. we have a gold for meat, and then I order a second Superman, similar to how Jackie, uh, close to the uh, origin of Jackie's chow, uh, tweeted something about going to McDonald's three times, and something like the second time he got extra to save for later. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I order a second Superman, right? And then I do and some sort of microwave uh, it later. <laughs> Okay, like I, I do that, animal? and then and then I order a third Superman, and uh, I make a mushroom pate, and I buy some frozen puff pastry, and I make a Superman Wellington for Jack. If I go crazy, then would you still microwave <laughs> Superman? Because <laughs> I mean, you've got all the necessary elements for a nice savory uh, something, a uh, Superman Wellington. Yeah, Super- I guess so. Yeah. And then we can tweet at Taco Bell and finally get you the job you deserve. What about what about Beef Welling Man? <laughs> Beef Welling Man, I like that. I like that too. Okay, Ooh. so you have uh, one question left in Wild Card Category Four, okay. and then you have Category Two Untouched. And that's right, uh, I, Untouchable. Would you say? Uh yes. If you don't, you, you can't pick it. I won't allow it. You know, I wrote I, uh, these three questions and did the research, but you can't hear them. That's perfect. Only you, <laughs> only you get to appreciate. <laughs> is there a secret? If I ask for category five, is there a secret category? I would probably improvise. <laughs> yes, and you know what? I am actually uh, I am out of this. Sunday feels uh, beer mosa sour beer, and I don't think I can get through the rest of this uh, segment without another one. So uh, I'll be right back. How about that? Oh, Jesus. You're a fucker. <laughs> you know, I have a bottle opener somewhere. Somewhere around mm. my uh, quote-unquote kitchen. But it's so much more satisfying to use a massive pair of pliers that are just lying around to open a uh, a bottle. Let's go for category two, question two. Okay. Category two is nacho fries. Okay. Uh, January saw the glorious return of nacho fries to Taco Bell's nationwide. They returned with a new trick. What was the new flavor they added? Was it A, Flamin' Hot, B, Cool Ranch, C, Buffalo Chicken, or D, Bacon? Is it, uh, uh, consult with the judges. Can I... Get some information on what the hell a nacho fry is. A nacho fry is a French fry uh, coated in a breading that is heavily flavored with basically like taco seasoning. And then provided with a cup of nachos cheese. Oh, <laughs> very, uh, very appealing. Uh, wow. So I feel like some of these are definitely existing flavors. That you're trying to uh, confuse me with. Because they sound, you know, they've got the Doritos for the first two. At least the first mm-hmm. two. Maybe the others are Doritos. Uh, Flamin' Hot isn't a Dorito flavor. It isn't? What is there? Not, not to my knowledge. 
they have they, they have like, like they have, they have spicy nacho, but spicy nacho, of course. Um, bacon is absolutely a thing they would do as well. I'm gonna I have to go with buffalo. If it's not a new flavor, it existed. Buffalo, uh, buffalo, buffalo nacho chicken, fries. buffalo chicken nacho fries. Congratulations, Nick! You got your third win. <laughs> Whew, three points on the board. Wow. Are, are the are any of those real nacho fry flavors? No, none of them. No. Only only the only the buffalo chicken. The others are all made up. What a missed opportunity! You could bread fries, so you take French fries, right? That you've done mm-hmm. the first fry on, which like is like a lower temperature fry. As you were, you know, you mentioned last time. Usually, the best fries are like twice fried. You do a low temperature mm-hmm. fry to cook all the way through, and then you do a hot fry to get crispy on the outside. So you pre-cook, you do the low fry, and then you bread with crushed up Doritos, like a Doritos powder, and then you do the second fry to get that layer crunchy. And then, you know, it's like, how do they still have their uh, Doritos integrated taco shell thing? Yes, they do. Why? It's a natural, just crumble some of those up that are getting you like really stale, right? Mm-hmm. Put them on your nacho fries. We should get a Pray actual Taco Bell sponsorship. I tell you, mm-hmm. can we get? What if would? Uh, what do you a think? Taco we Bell. Should, uh, mm-hmm. If you want to buy me some Battle Pass levels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say we need to have, run a campaign at Taco Bell with a uh, Bottle Crow, uh, Jackie's Chow inspired uh, item that appears on the Taco Bell menu. You know, and every time you buy one, uh, six gets a Battle Pass level. <laughs> I mean, listen. Okay, Taco Bell. Uh, I can get you in contact with the artist who made our art. If you want to commission the Bottle Crow, but instead it's holding a taco, that would be a good opening for negotiations. (laughs) That would be great. Imagine a paper wrapper for uh, whatever abomination to be created, and it's just uh, the Bottle Crow logo with a taco. (laughs) Hold on, a taco and a Baja Blast, probably, in the other hand. Yeah, I or guess you right. No, I guess the bottle be. is filled with a uh, teal substance that is obviously Baja Blast. Yeah, it has to be bubbling, clearly. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Um, okay, so we have uh, remaining. You have two questions in our uh, nacho fries category. I can't you have one question left category. in wild card. Uh, and then you have <clears throat> cl- <clears throat> clearly no other questions. Clearly, I see. Excellent. Uh, let's go with uh, category two, question one. Category two, question one. This one is easy. Nick, are nacho fries currently on the menu? Uh, it's 50-50, baby. 50-50. Um, I'm so, I'm so confused. I, I feel betrayed. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I feel like because they don't have the Doritos flavors, I'm going to say no. Nacho fries are not currently on the menu. Congratulations, Nick. They are not currently on the menu. <sighs> they they left earlier this year. Wow. They departed. Mm-hmm. It's a crossover mm-hmm. with category three. Came and went. Came and went. Came and But I'm sure they'll went. be back. Of course. Another day. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, he'll be back again someday. Okay, you have three questions left. You have one in category two and one in category four. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, category six, question 47. 
Congratulations, you have accessed our secret category. No way. I had no idea. Imagine. I just guessed the actual number of the secret. Wow. We're going we're gonna to no ask way. you a question. Category is called I'm Still in a Dream. Bell Beefer. The Bell Beefer was Taco Bell's answer to cowards afraid of Mexican food. What was the name of the sauce adorning it? Was it A? Oh, by the way, this is a, this is an item from like the like the seventies is when it came around. So Bell this Beaver. was like uh, just to give you more background. The Bell mm-hmm. Beefer was uh, a Taco Bell item served on a hamburger bun, and it was basically specifically for people who were terrified of the idea of tacos. <laughs> um, but it's not a sloppy Joe. You could call it a sloppy Joe. It has a lot in common with one. Okay. But it's the bell beefer, and it is served with one of the following sauces. Is it A, nacho cheese? Is it B, border sauce? Is it C, taco sauce? Or is it D, California sauce? Well, you know, I feel like I would have known if it's California uh, California sauce, because uh, as I say, California sauce, it's uh, unforgettable. It's semen. California sauce is semen, yes. (laughs) (laughs) wow Uh, (laughs) um border sauce i like i feel like that's a very uh 70s taco bell theme name border Mm. sauce with moss um border sauce border sauce sounds like a nice bold sauce got your fourth question right border sauce gamer it wasn't hard enough because i had to improvise um that's a great question. All I know is that it is a mild border sauce is what it's called here. Oh, uh, a mild border. B-O-R-D-E-R? It was gone by the mid-90s. It's, you know, border like, you know, the thing that divides, you know, nations. Of course. Okay. But like like the old Taco Bell slogan that was not at all problematic, make a run for the border. <laughs> make a run for the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, uh. Let's go back to uh, category two. Finish it off, Alex. Okay. Category two, question three, nacho fries. In case you somehow weren't aware, nacho fries were a huge success for Taco Bell. However, many fruit critics were unimpressed. Which of these reviewers anticipated their popularity? Was it A, Eater.com, B, Nachonomics.com, C, BrandEating.com, or D, sodafry.com all of these are real so that's not the watermark <laughs> first off what uh what food critics are reviewing taco bell besides the only food critic i need six step more at least when it comes to taco bell you would not believe how many reviews of nacho fries i read for this question <laughs> <laughs> i legitimately would not believe you're correct um I also had to specifically say, like, no, give me in reviews from 2018 <laughs> instead of from the 2020 resurgence when reviewers could pretend they knew it was going to be a hit all along. Fucking yeah. cowards. <laughs> God. I feel like we need a bottle core research team that follows up and uh, gets guest spots on the podcast for all of these <laughs> incredibly obscure things we come up with. Um, I'll read them again for you. Eater.com. Yeah nachonomics.com brandeating.com and sodafry.com who would be so visionary let's um you know let's keep it simple eater.com 
Eater.com said they would not be a hit and said <sighs> they were just an attempt to scare fast food chains. Like hamburger joints. Uh, Brandeating.com said they were okay. Sodafry.com called them a disappointment, but Nachonomics.com said they were very impressed and expected them to be a hit. Wow. I also uh, love the idea that there are food critic websites that not only like critique the food, but are like, they pass even further judgment. Mm-hmm. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, this was a good movie. It's like, this movie, I guess that makes sense. This movie will do well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something strange about people for a living writing about nacho fries on a website and then like going into it it's almost as if it would be strange if people like on some sort of uh you know voice-based medium talked about taco bell and passed judgment on it nick nobody uses ventrilo anymore uh your last question is from our wild card category four about pringles it's question three okay three of these are real pringle flavors one of them is a six made fake. Find the fake. A. Honey mustard. B. Tabasco. C. Milk chocolate. D. French onion dip. What? Milk chocolate is such a standout. It has to be real. But I'm trying to think in my mind what would a milk chocolate Pringle taste like? Like salty, crunchy. I guess it's yes, not that crazy. Yes, you described a Pringle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like a Pringle doesn't taste like a potato, right? So not it's not that crazy that you could have a crispy, salty chocolate thing. Sweet chocolate thing if it's milk chocolate too. French onion. French onion from, dip. Dip, dip. Distinct from like sour cream and onion. Which they also make. Which they definitely make. And then, what were the other two? Honey mustard and Tabasco. Honey mustard sounds like a great chip. I think there's this one brand that makes like a mustard. It's like sweet, spicy mustard chip that I really like. So I can imagine Mm. that. And Tabasco sounds like it would be great on chips. I'm going to have to go with French onion dip. Fake. Nicholas, for your last question, the answer was Tabasco. Wow, what an unimpressive sound. Let's go with uh, this one. <laughs> I've sundered this You referenced this clip I made in an actual game we were playing the other day, and I was so proud. <laughs> I'm like, nobody will get this. Nobody Nobody will understand. For a moment, I thought you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the best. Oh, uh, wow. So, Nick, uh, you got why? four questions right out of 13. That's a pretty good score. Wow. You're so uh, good at it. God, <laughs> fucking, I'm going to make you a t-shirt that just says Zesty Pepper Jack Sauce. <laughs> You know, you got to do one with those ampersands, zesty and pepper jack and sauce. <laughs> zesty pepper jack. We legally cannot call it a sauce. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I really. So you were, you were kind of on the right track. Mm-hmm. There are hot sauce flavored ones, but they didn't get the Tabasco license. But it, like, is it the Tabasco type of like very, like, what is a Tabasco type hot sauce? Like, I mean, Tabasco city? is a brand. Yeah, but like. It's very it's vinegary. Like a, 
it's, That's it's what just it like yeah, it's yeah. it's peppers and vinegar basically yeah. mm-hmm. and salt obviously but mm-hmm. wow yeah, you would be surprised at the at the flavors of Pringles, or maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. I've been training you pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my knowledge is my Pringle MMR has definitely increased. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of MMR six, it's time to kick it to the second Greg break. Let's hit it, Gregiverse. Here comes the Greg break. Here comes the Greg break. Get up to Greg. Get up to break. Stand up, pride, fear, desire. desire. Universe was part of the Online Kingdom squad in the early days of his Dota 2 career alongside Fear. They placed 7th at the International 2011, although he did not compete at the event. Following TI, he had short stints with its Gosu and Quantic, whatever that means, in which he showcased his considerable talent. Eventually, Universe would join his former teammate Fear on EG as their new hard support player. In the months leading up to the second International Universe helped EG to a top four finish at DreamHack Summer 2012, as well as the BTS World Tour. So there's wow. your uh, your Gregiverse. Uh, Greg, a uh, prolific, I would say, Earthshaker player. Greg Shaker. Mm, mm. Classic, classic. The Greg Shaker. Nick, the, the transition I thought you were going to make is the fact that we actually have played Dota. Incredibly, unbelievably. Mm-hmm. Play Dota mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's kick it to uh, Dota Feelings. Wait, no, that's the We Like Dota. It's just, it's just, it's just Bottle Crow. It's just Bottle call. Crow. Bottle Crow. The, mm-hmm. uh, 1.0? Beta? 7.0? What's the podcast called? We're out of beta. We're releasing on time, I believe is the line from that meme song. Excellent. You sounded a lot like GLaDOS there. That was really weird. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, that's definitely not going to be more fucking <laughs> editing work for me. You piece of garbage. Uh, let's kick it to our uh, our our the bottle Dota feelings segment. Feeling good, man. Sam. I've been playing a lot with uh, co-host uh, Sam, the plaid pirate, and mm. uh, we've been going absolutely crazy. Uh, well, hmm. No, we've uh, we've gone insane in that people have noted when uh, they play with us, it's usually just when I'm playing with him, too. Uh, t- the voice chat is 50% voice lines and 50% lines uh, somewhat making fun of, uh, making, uh, you know, light of uh, quotes from Arian, other uh, co-host <laughs> of Relay Dota. <Don't. laughs> so we were playing Witch Doctor and he says, you know... And so we're just like feeling good, some and uh, things like that. And then you know you get various Arianisms, like "What do you mean, dude? Why do you bully this poor boy?" <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Arini Tahini, our favorite Dota two personality. But uh, six, I think we played like five Turgo games yesterday. Yeah, we yeah we played a fair few. Yeah. Um, over the course of which I remembered what my role is <laughs> because i had forgotten we've been playing like we've been playing so intermittently and so yeah. stupid um it's not like we necessarily played smarter yesterday yeah i did by the end but um <laughs> like i've been playing a lot of like until not like i we we joked that perhaps uh valve was observing our games when they added the moo sound effect to the battle pass because we played a game where i played spirit breaker and everyone just mooed constantly in in team chat Mm -hmm. um 
so I've been playing a lot of like aggressive supports who don't really support. <laughs> Just yep, like perfect, characters who don't get farm. Um, yep. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, but I was playing with the full five stack with the whole crew yeah. yesterday. And it was like, hang on. This is like, this like does artificially raise the MMR to like reasonable levels. To And like I say artificially, the secret is not artificially, right? I've artificially yeah. lowered it by playing like a dumbass for years. <laughs> but like, I'm okay at playing a hard support. And I was yeah. trying to do my normal thing. I played like Spirit Breaker and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's weird. This isn't working. They're just killing me. And then I was like, Oh right, I play a heal bot. <laughs> and I picked Oracle, <laughs> and everything everything went much better. Everything was right with the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. we. Ha- mm-hmm. I think I played like three Darkseer games because I kept getting Darkseer on various things for uh, the Cavern Crawl. Mm-hmm. He had like a good beard or nice pecs or something. So I just kept eating you. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of Darkseer in our in our lives. Um, mm-hmm. It was nice to play with the it was nice to play with the crew again. It was nice to be reminded of like, oh right, teams can coordinate. Why? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and also like playing with you know I don't want to um, I don't I don't you know it's not like a call out like I mostly have only nice things to say about about the about the lads, but still avoid name names just to not embarrass anyone. But like there's one player in particular who is sort of like I've I've forgotten what it's like to play with a carry who's just like just clearly higher skill than most of the people <laughs> it's like yeah. oh right you're just better at this than us and you still make some bad decisions sometimes <laughs> but like just mechanically you can do stuff that we usually can't it's like oh right i used to rely on you <laughs> oh yeah i i think we uh no matter what your skill level is we all know that feeling mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's been it's been uh, relative. I honestly, before you hopped on, we played one or two very bad turbo games before that, and I was about to hop off. And I saw you get on. I'm like, well, we got to play at least one more. And then we played like five more. They were mm-hmm. quick, but yeah, it was good stuff. We got you some levels. Uh, what what's is uh, what's the level check in real quick? Uh, I believe I'm at 187 right now. Uh, the uh, Greg cannot currently uh, cash in. Because of the 30-day trade ban. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's going to be a little bit before we can make that happen. But um, So I should be getting getting up there in the mid-200s, I think, by the time that, that goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still waiting for money <laughs> in my life. Because um, it's been a bad, a bad situation there. Hasn't mm-hmm. been especially uh, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so complicating factor uh, but yeah i don't know i think dota like i played i did play a single ranked game right mm-hmm. um that's right you played and, a solo ranked which i also yeah. did recently um and i i picked all roles because it was like hey pick all so what i wanted to do was i was like i'm going to calibrate as a carry so i have my you know my core mmr right mm-hmm. um and that was like no, you haven't played in a while. You have to pick at least the two support roles, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, fine. I guess I'll just check everything. Um, and so I got offlane as Legion Commander. Oh. Um, and I did not play amazingly. I don't think I played terribly, but I didn't play great mm-hmm. for, for me. I forgot some really basic things like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to have a blink dagger? 
<laughs> I got a little focused on not dying, which it's is not uh, necessarily yeah. my job. Easy to get focused on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like, there was a lot of. Uh, I, I think you you watched a little bit of the game. I watched you, the end. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen um, the the team speak because uh, there was some problems with. We had a meepo who just AFK farms basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which was unfortunate because usually Meepo uh, fights some. Um, and then we had a Faceless Void who was a last pick Faceless Void into a lineup of all melee heroes. Like, we mm-hmm. were all melee, and so no one could ever help him in Chronos. And he would just, like, he would Chrono, and he was really hostile towards the Meepo. The rest of us, he was pretty understanding, so I don't want to roast him too hard. But he would, like, he would get Chronos where he got two enemies and then our entire team. And then the chrono would end and we'd get echo slammed. And he'd be like, well, guys, I don't know what I could have done there. And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, we do have some pointers if you want them. <laughs> it's good. You know, open to open to criticism. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was it was weird because he was open to criticism, except for he wasn't. He just yeah. he was just sort of he was it was the sort of open to criticism where he's like, you know, is there anything I could have done different? Like, well, you could have done this. He's like, no, nah, that wouldn't have worked. And like. <laughs> I mean, it it, it would have. okay. <laughs> I hate I hate to lambast Aaron when he can't defend himself, but famously, it's too funny. Famously, he will ask for item recommendations, and you will recommend an item to him, and says, "No, no, I don't think that's good." <laughs> and it's he just says that to every item recommendation, and then buys the item he was going to buy anyways. So that's another <laughs> classic Arianism on the books. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of ism, six. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going, right? I've I've sundered this cabal. No, I don't know where you're going. It's time for the third Greg break. Here comes the Greg break. Here comes the Greg break. Wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore. It's Greg. Greg. Pacino? Don't mind if I do. Six. Do you know about uh, Greg Allen Maddox? Isn't he a pitcher? Born April 14th, 1966, he's an American college baseball coach and former MLB pitcher. He's the pitching coach at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Maddox is best known for his accomplishments while playing for the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs. With the Braves, he won the 1995 World Series over the Cleveland Indians, the first to achieve a number of feats and records. He was the first pitcher in Major League history to win the Cy Young Award for four consecutive years, matched by only one pitcher, Randy Johnson. He uh, last played for the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2008. Piece of shit. Um, yeah, I I didn't know his middle name, so it did throw me for a loop. But yeah, no, Maddox was a, Maddox was a hell of a pitcher. A hell of a pitcher. Now he's, uh, you know, the pitching coach at uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So if uh, anybody's looking for a pitching coach, just uh, tell Greg that uh, we sent you over and, mm. uh, you know, find yourselves a position on the uh, University of Nevada team. Or if you want it on like cheaper than that, because I imagine he's a little expensive, mm-hmm. you could just uh, send like like phone cams of your pitches to me. I'm like, you should probably throw it faster. Yeah. Tweet uh, at Bottle Crow. <laughs> And we'll give you a pitching tip. <laughs> throw throw that pitch fast. Uh, looks like that was a ball. You should have thrown a strike there. I mean, we do have, have Greg better. as a, a bottle co- correspondent, so we could just, I guess, send them to Greg and get mm. Greg's opinion. Sure, sure. Whichever Greg that is, you know. Yeah, we have you. you know we have all Gregs everywhere. <laughs> Greg, Greg Street, uh, Greg and all the, uh, yeah. I think he works at League of Legends these days. 
Mm-hmm. Your favorite? My favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they made a League of Legends card game now. Really? Yeah. How is it? It's like, I don't know. I downloaded it and I didn't play it. I was going to play it for this and I was like, I fired it up <laughs> earlier today being like, I'll play this for the podcast. And I saw the loading screen. I was like, I don't fucking want to. <laughs> closed it. I don't want to do it. Uh, well, I mean, good at them for branching out, you know. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good they started with a card game. I'd be, It would be crazy if they did something like release a first-person shooter or something like that, right? No, so don't they have that, that fighting started. game? They have that fighting game they're working on. Fight? Oh, that's right. They said they were doing a fighting game. Yeah, they showed a little bit of it. And it was oh, like, yeah. here's, here's Garen throwing a light <laughs> punch or whatever. <laughs> I love Garen's light punch. Wow. You played Valorant, right? I played a little, yeah. Okay, and it was bad. I, um, or it was not fun. I guess. I, yeah, it was. It was not fun for me. No. Okay. Um, I'm. You know, it has a good reputation, and I'm not. You know, like listen to Counter Strike. Like I hate Counter Strike. It was never going to be for me. And like yeah. the character abilities are like, hey, you can. You know, this is in-game currency. This is not a microtransaction. But it's like, hey, you can give us a hundred bucks to be able to flashbang yourself twice a game. And I'm like, good. What? One of the characters has like a flashbang that they like direct to the controls are weird and you can easily flashbang yourself. <laughs> That's what I would do every time. I did that a lot in uh, Rainbow Six Siege, definitely. Mm, mm. Just like, oh, I'm going to toss a flashbang in this one. Oh, nope. <laughs> Never mind. The classic. Classic. Um, wow, Greg was uh, inducted into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame in 2014, actually. I mean, he was a really good pitcher. Yeah. Are there. How does one inducted? Because it says that he got a 97.2% of the vote on the first ballot. Is it like a democratic process? It is somewhat democratic. I believe there are people who are like, like there are people nominated by the sort of like the owners and stuff. And then from there, the public votes, I think is how it works. Okay. Interesting. So there are people who will never like, there are people who have notably, uh, used steroids or who have uh done some stuff with gambling who will never be in the hall of fame because of that yeah because they'll never be put on the ballot so okay that's it's interesting uh you know what else is interesting this is actually uh greg break 3.5 there are four paragraphs on wikipedia on uh greg maddox's pitching style this is very interesting. I'll just I'll get the first one here. Uh, Maddox relied on his command, composure, and guile to outwit hitters. Though his fastball touched ninety three in his miles per hour in his early years, his velocity steadily declined throughout his career and was never his principal focus as a pitcher. By the end of his career, his fastball averaged less than eighty six miles an hour. But Maddox was also noted for his late movement on his sinker a two-seam fastball, which combined with his control, made him known as an excellent ground ball pitcher. Yeah, so there's there's sort of two styles of... There are people who are about, like, I guess I should say there are pitchers, who are kind of about, like, they're about strikeouts, right? They're about overpowering a batter, trying to throw pitches that they want to try and touch and can't, um, or getting them to chase things, right? And that's a mm-hmm. style of pitching. And Greg Maddox was more of the style of pitcher where he threw balls that looked good and they were still okay, but like they had movement at the end, like a, like a sinker or like a cutter, um, where you would sort of line up the bat and you'd swing and then the ball would move and your bat would hit 
like off and so the ball would either be grounded or would be a fly ball and it would be easy to get you out based on that not a strikeout just going for bad contact i mean i should say i i very much do not follow baseball but uh this is very interesting i'll just finish this paragraph uh, while Maddox was not known for his strikeout totals, because that's not his style, like you said, uh, his strikeout totals have actually, usually they were undersold because I guess strikeout rate has often been measured per nine innings rather than per batter faced. Do you, mm-hmm. do you know about that? Yeah. So basically because if you're a pitcher who gets like, um, well, okay, Nick, let me mm-hmm. blow your mind. Okay. Usually more than one pitcher pitches per team per game. I vaguely knew this, mm-hmm. I guess. And okay. so if you're a pitcher who doesn't stay in very long, mm-hmm. um, you'll pitch for, let's say you pitch for four innings. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, it's like, hey, you got six strikeouts. And it's like, that's okay. That's decent. But that's in four innings. That's pretty good in four innings. If that was in nine innings, yeah. that'd still be decent, but it would be lay way less impressive. And every and the way the numbers are done, they just do based on game, right? So the fact that you only showed for four innings at least for the number of strikeouts is not considered that there makes... are other numbers that consider that like era like uh whip which is uh whip. walks slash hits for innings played uh um there's some you know listen uh sabernomics are real and effective <laughs> and also the enemy of all good souls i mean it makes no sense to i said sabernomics i meant to say sabermetrics i'm sorry Either way, I have no idea what you mean. (laughs) I'll just go with it. Sabernomics, that's our other podcast. Yeah. That's it's a it's a a way. Yeah, why would you why would you have a uh, a ratio where the denominator is based on it's it's more like your popularity metric, right? Well you don't like with, with strikeouts, you don't really have a ratio, you just write it down, right? That's the thing. It's like you don't have you don't do any math. You just look at them and you're like, oh, you've got 30 strikeouts this season, right? You don't say per innings. And so if you are a pitcher who doesn't go very late in the games or if you're a reliever who naturally doesn't, then you're kind of. But I feel like there's so that's such a loaded stat, just like raw strikeouts, right? Like I feel like I would I want two numbers. I want your hit rate, like how many people uh, I guess your strikeout rate in which I mean, like how Okay, numerator is how many people did you strike out? Denominator is total number of people you pitched against, right? Well, here's the thing, Nick. And, is strikeout mm-hmm. number is a dick measuring contest. Real, Re- like people who are that? really... Because who cares? If they got out, who cares how they got out? You want... The, the numbers you mm-hmm. want to use to measure a pitcher. Okay. Like, strikeouts are fun. It's cool. Yeah. But, like... Okay, here's here's another way of thinking about it, right? For batters, the number is home runs, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you got 30 home runs, and there's another batter who got six home runs. And you look at that and you say, wow, the guy who got 30 home runs, that's great. He's a much better player. What if the guy who got the six home runs has a batting average of 500, meaning half the times he goes up to the plate, he gets on base? Most of them aren't home runs, but he almost always gets on base compared to the guy who has the 30 home runs, who has a batting average of 200 which means one in five times he comes up to the plate, he gets on base. The rest of the time, he gets out. Strikeouts are like home runs. They are fun numbers, but they are not a good measure of how good someone is. The numbers you want are whip, which is you're going to measure per inning how many walks and hits they gave up, Mm -hmm. and ERA, which is 
based on assuming and you know doing math doing the division based on how many innings they played how many runs did they give up and I guess ERA is specific the E is specifically earned runs because it is possible for runs to happen because one of your teammates made a fuck up and that's not your fault that's good that's good corrected statistic I feel like hmm I guess in a vac in like in isolation I would want stats on actual strikeout too but I guess can you like switch pitchers at any time Sure. Okay, like in the middle of an inning, I know like a certain hitter, a uh, batter is like coming up to the plate. I could put in my pitching now for the Orioles. Greg, <laughs> sure. Greg, sure. Get up there, Greg. Um. So generally, you're going to want the pitcher to have warmed up. You want them to sort of be in the bullpen throwing a few pitches. So you want them in advance. You can mm-hmm. put them in cold. That's very bad, both for a pitcher's health and also the quality of the pitches they're going to throw. So mm-hmm. usually you're going to be like, oh, I think we're going to need someone soon. Get someone warming up. And because they warmed up doesn't mean you need to put them in, but you do have the option. But like you could do that like theoretically. I mean, are are there teams that would do this like, you know, who's batting next. So you're going to put a certain pitcher with them and you sure. like, swap two pitchers or three pitchers you, out like that. You are limited with the number of pitchers you have on your roster. Yeah. And I believe like. I believe I, I, I'm not the best baseball, but I believe if you take someone out, you can't put them back in. So you can't just constantly oh. rotate. So in the you same will inning run or in the same game. Oh, if, if okay. Greg Maddox pitches and then you relieve him, you can't have Greg Maddox relieve someone else later in the game. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, that makes but what you more. can do, and this is rare, but there, this is, there have been instances of this is you can say, okay, Greg, we need to give your arm a rest, but we may need you later. We're going to relieve you, but you're not going out of the game. You're going into right field. The right fielder is coming out of the game. So you haven't left the game, so we could swap you back. Oh, so, oh that is... Now, here's Maybe the thing. Is like Greg baseball. Maddox wasn't trained, wasn't trained to be a right fielder, and so he's probably right, right. trash at it. And you're just sort of betting, like, well, the fact that we have a shitty right fielder is probably going to be okay. <laughs> Uh, the yeah. thing about baseball, and I'm I'm working on an article about this, but the thing about baseball <laughs> is baseball, if you play baseball 100% by the rules, if you had robot umpires, if you followed the rules perfectly and you just played the game, baseball is one of the most boring sports that exist. That's how I'm, like my surface level view of it is. Like, it's very much not immediately engaging. Yeah. The thing that's great about baseball is the way the rules get weird the way they get bent, the interactions and the mind games, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I sell a little bit of self-promotion, I guess, just to make a point. I had a tweet go viral recently um, where I posted a clip from MLB The Show 20. It's the PlayStation uh, baseball game where they have umpires in that game and they simulate real umpires. They take the umpires that judge the games and they sort of observe how they call balls and strikes and try to represent that in the game and so i threw a pitch that was a ball it was outside and it was low it was not a good pitch and the batter didn't swing the batter knew it was a ball and the umpire called it a strike because the umpires make mistakes and not only that then the commentary team was like that looked like a ball to me and also the batter (laughs) like like sort of tapped his shoes like to get ready for the next pitch and i was like wait that was a strike are you fucking kidding me um, that is the stuff that makes baseball great. Or like, here's another thing. Have you seen, you've seen a double play before, right? That is when you get two runs off the same hit. 
that is when you do get two outs off the same hit. You have oh, right, right, right. they have a player on base or yep. multiple players on base, and the other person hits the ball, and you get one person plus the person who hit the ball out. Usually, there are other ways to do double play. Um, most double plays, if you'll watch, they by the rules don't get them out because you will get the ball to second base. Mm-hmm. So let's say you hit it to shortstop. The shortstop throws the ball to the second baseman. The second baseman throws the ball to first base, right? Yeah. How it's supposed to go is you throw the ball to second base. Second baseman catches the ball, steps on the base. They have stepped on the base with the ball in their hand. That is a force out. Then they mm-hmm. throw the ball to first. The first baseman catches it. His foot is on the base. That's another force out. But usually, if you watch, they throw the, the second baseman throws the ball before stepping on the base. They haven't done the thing you need to do to get the out. But it looks cool, and everybody does it, so fuck it, right? <laughs> huh. Uh, everything cool about baseball is in the margins. I guess so. I feel like that's the same with, um, like, run over on first, right? Mm. Well, like, run over the way it works is... that official rule that, like, you can run over and you're safe? Yeah, well, the way it works with with baseball is uh, you can run on first base. You can run foul. If you run into the foul territory, you're okay. Okay, that is an official rule. But if you were to round base toward going towards second, they could tag you out. Okay, that makes sense. So it's you know mm-hmm. your obvious intentions of just yeah momentum. Right. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I feel like I huh, how did you know the infield fly rule? uh this one's fun okay uh you have someone on base right yeah and if a person like if a ball gets hit in the air and is caught before it hits the ground that person is out right yeah and the person on base if the ball touches the ground they can run but until it touches the ground they can't Mm -hmm. so they have to stay at their base basically um Unless but, they just want to gamble. But yeah, if you okay. hit a ball that is a fly ball in the infield, think about it like this. A person is getting ready to catch it, right? Mm-hmm. They have two options here. They could just catch it. Or what if they just let it fall, right? It's already in the infield because then they could it just it just fell. And then they could get a free double play by intentionally not catching it because it's uh... such a short throw. The infield fly rule says, no, you can't do that. You have to catch it. <laughs> If you don't catch it, it's just a double. Just don't worry about it. We're not going to let that happen. (laughs) Because it's just, it's just like a glitch in baseball that they know and they don't know how to make it. They don't know how to fix it elegantly. (laughs) So they just have this garbage fix. What? Wow. Yeah. Baseball is great. Yeah. (laughs) I love baseball. Wow. Maybe Um, we were going to talk about other things on this podcast, but apparently we're not going to. (laughs) I feel like we need a segment. Jackie's dugout. Jackie's mound. Jackie's mound. Jackie's mound. <laughs> that's that's. We're gonna get a pink slip. Go go go! Scr- oh, oh, okay. Wait 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 wait. Team 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 team. Get back get back get back get back get back get back. See that leg go after. Uh oh. No. <laughs> perfect i look forward to the intro it's just the mlb 22k 220k whatever just MLB, intro. the show 20 yeah the show um, 20. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's legal <laughs> that's gold <laughs> 
<laughs> that we're never getting Jackie on this show. <laughs> unless like unless like courts are like, no, the only way you could legally give them a restraining order is by doing it on their podcast. It's funny. We have to be served on the podcast, and as long as we don't disclose our locations, no way anybody would know our real names. <laughs> I wonder what the rules are. Can you serve someone on a podcast? We don't have time for Jackie's legal <laughs> corner right now. <laughs> I'm not making a bumper for that right now. If it comes up again, I will, but not this week. <laughs> yeah. oh, but imagine, I feel like, you know, you got to start somewhere and then ramp up to Jackie. So imagine we, you know, we have Nahaz on the podcast tonight when I haven't had a uh, Sunday Fuels Beermosa Sour Beer from Dogfish Head Brewery. Uh, and so we're very serious, you know, when we're talking about Dota 2 and then we're like, oh, all right, Nahaza, you want to stick around for some of our, uh, our other topics? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And okay. I say, okay, uh, well, let's kick it to Jackie's Chow. And then we're like, oh, that's cool. They talk about food too. And like, all right, now it's time for our baseball segment. Let's kick it to Jackie's Mound. Come on, let's go. Wait, 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 wait. Team, 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 team. Back, 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 back. Uh oh, oh. Back to the wall. Drive home safely. Lost. Let's 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 throw it to Jackie's mouth. Let's throw it to Jackie's mouth. And it's a video podcast, and you just see the look on the Haza's face. <laughs> it's, the, it's the goal. <laughs> I mean, if Nahaz was on here, we would have to do our hotter Haz, so Nahaz could hear oh, the that's true. <laughs> I think we could get slacks on. Okay, okay, here it goes. We get Nahaz on for an actual segment. We talk. <laughs> we bait him with lots of stats, right? <laughs> then we go. We do a Jackie's chow, and then we get slacks to come into the discord and then it's, we say slacks <laughs> take it away and slack says let's kick it to hotter haas and then Nahaz realizes that uh something has been stolen from his home okay so uh our <laughs> fake stat is uh lhmp last hits minutes played okay <laughs> Uh, and we're using that to assess carries, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, and we've got this revolutionary new formula by which you can determine the quality of a carry player. Sounds good. And I we need the we need the we need the expertise of of uh, a certified professor, not these amateur Dota analysts who have no real credentials. It's true. Oh wow, such grand plans. Man, I we we were gonna talk about. I guess we're gonna do another bottle crow soon because we were gonna talk about like other stuff. We're I know. I didn't. Even, I forgot to hear. Uh, what what was I gonna level level? I'm adding something else to our notes. Ooh, oh, we we gotta amass a critical. We have to you know come up with a critical mass of notes. That way we can yeah. talk about one of them and just ignore the rest of them for a podcast. <laughs> That's how it works, I, right? I really thought we well, I was like this is going to go a bit long but it'll be okay and then we started talking <laughs> about baseball and I was like oh no we're doomed it's all thanks to Greg <laughs> uh, thank you so uh, much Greg Greg Sure, for supporting the podcast Nick six uh, this is this is our plug zone um, mm -hmm. I understand you are thinking about getting some birds I am I'm uh, I feel like I can see the light to the end of the home improvements of New Earth Um, uh, hero, hero, whole, heroes of New Earth? Is that the name of the game? 
Yes. It's, it's over, right? Like, it, you can't play <laughs> No, you can I... still... I'm pretty sure you can still play it. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, you know, just like Han is ending, I feel like uh, the home improvements of New Earth could at some point come to an end. Uh, I'm, like, doing finish work on the walls and stuff. Like, I'm doing a... I might... Uh, I might plaster my walls instead of finishing the drywall with tape and mud. Hmm. There's like this modern plaster thing. And I have to do a lot of gap filling and irregularity smoothing out. So I'm doing experiments with that. Yep. Uh, February 2019 was was patch 4.7.3, which was the last patch with major content and changes. There was a patch for Han in 2019? There are still patches. They're just bug fixes at this point. Basically, who is working? Who is making money from Heroes? Ah, uh, Frostburn Studios. What do they do? They Heroes make Han. <laughs> <laughs> they make Han. Okay, interesting. Wow. But yeah, and I uh, I closed up some walls today, just uh, before recording. I uh, I've been insulating things. I I stripped out old nasty insulation and putting in new rock wool that's more moisture resistant and better. So I'm going to close up my kitchen soon. I closed up the patio walls. I feel like it'll come to an end. And then at, when that ends, that's when I'm planning to... Uh, I move from Home Improvements of New Earth to uh, whatever new segment I'll come up with that's uh, about improving the property or landscaping. Landscaping of New Earth. Mm. Landscaping and really productive stuff. I'll be LARPing. Hmm. And that part of that will be getting the birds. It's true. Uh, so, s- small side note: uh, Frostburn Studios is owned by Garena, which is uh, also known as C Limited, which is a uh, a digital services company that engages as gaming, e-commerce, esports, and digital finance uh, you- in Singapore. Uh, their net income for twenty nineteen. Was negative one point four six billion dollars. <laughs> what? Hans clean it up, I guess. <laughs> what? Wow. They 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 run a lot of stuff, but yeah. I was gonna say like we should secure a sponsorship for my house. Uh do you take <laughs> negative money? Do I take <laughs> negative money? Uh wow. Interesting. I guess they're like part it's you know, like Tencent really owns Riot. So there's some mega corporation but based out of singapore i guess that, mm-hmm. i mean i guess it's also possible that they they um oh tencent owns 25 percent of them um <laughs> of course they do it's it's possible that maybe that's you know that's that's net income that could be because they invested a lot of money that year or something who knows i guess you <laughs> they have a, a venture capitalist who has invested 1.4 billion i they have 10 cent they can invest infinite money that's true yeah yeah um but yeah um as for me i'm six step mar i'm on twitter at six step mar s-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r uh pin tweet there tells you the stuff that i do the show is at bottle crow on twitter on twitter and um yeah until next time folks peace out greg sure <laughs>